obviously you can do anything you set your mind to, but there's a certain thing you're going to master and be great at. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I feel like that was music. The One More Time Music Podcast. Genuine conversations with genuine people about music. Hosted by Henry with a three and Playback Ben. We're from Bimo Coops to Pins House. Don't want this to end, so part that one more time. Part that one more time. Part that shit like one more time. They part that one more time. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to the very first inaugural episode of the One More Time Music Podcast. I'm your host, Playback Ben, with my co-host, Henry with a three. The E was already taken. Welcome, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. Henry, who do we have in the podcast today? With some guy we found outside. (laughs) I'm glad y'all let me in. Real shit, I I knew I was like, opportunity is behind that door. No, this is is Kaz on the mic, in the flesh, with us. Right here. For our inaugural episode. Thank you so much for coming in. It's a a fucking honor, man. Couldn't have chose a better first guest. Oh, yes. Now, we really appreciate you, man. So the One More Time podcast, just for everyone that's listening, um, really our goal, our vision, the mission behind it is to let artists and creatives in the music industry, as well as business people in the industry, tell their stories. I mean, we want to have genuine conversations with genuine people like you, Cass. So we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Henry, thank you for co-hosting uh, really excited about this. This is a new thing we're doing. Um, just awesome. just trying to give people a platform to really tell their story of where they've come from, where they're at today, and where they're going. Right. Oh, so yeah. real simple. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some fun along the way, and we'll um, you know get some get some good stories out of this. So appreciate you, Cass, for joining. So let's just dive right in. Let's do it. Um, so you know, uh, I like to start with kind of your your childhood and background, right? So when I noticed your Instagram bio had a Colombian flag on it. Um, you know, I just want to know, are, are you from Columbia? You know, wh- where were you born? Where were you raised? Kind of tell the people, uh, you know, where you're from. So I was born in the year 1995. We can make this a whole like movie thing. You know what I'm saying? 95. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was born in, uh, Cali, Columbia in 1995. Um, I came to America at the age of like, um, I was probably like four, I would say around that time. Um, I first moved to New York. I live. I probably lived there from the age of like four to seven. I would say, and then which I moved, borough? Uh, Queens. Shout out Queens. Queens. Shout out Queens. Queens Shout man. out Queens. A lot of dope people come out from Queens. Man. A lot of dope like, people come from New York shit. in general. In general, yeah, yeah. yeah. That us. You a being time. one of them. <laughs> There's a lot of people, so the odds are higher. <laughs> no, no, uh, this to New York. All right, Debbie Dot Downer. <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> and then I moved Well I would say Well since I moved to um, Atlanta, Georgia At the age of like 7 I would say my culture And I was raised here So it's like So you, you, know, so you don't really attribute much to Like your times in either Columbia Obviously you were super young Or New York Yeah I mean no I always show love I mean I would visit New York Every every summer So okay, it wasn't still family like, up there? Yeah or? yeah family's still in Queens You know um, So I would be there, you know, every okay. other summer, if not every summer. But your visiting. formative years. But my formative, like, who I was around and what created, you know what I'm saying, is I'll give it to Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from okay. Columbia, but as Drake says, Atlanta adopted me. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yep. I know I was going to use that one time. <laughs> so, so has Hispanic culture impacted you either from a personal perspective or a, an artistry perspective? Like, you know, would you say that oh, yeah. you're, you're, you know... 
Hispanic, Latino through and through, or like what what kind of parts do oh, you no. think have really? Undeniably, I was, um, you know, I grew up around it. You know, it was played, you know, at house parties, salsa, bachata, like all that was always an influence in my life. So it's like undeniably, I am like. So it's like I'm a mixture. I'm a balance of both. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I got that root in me, but I still got the American culture in me. So I could like find that balance between both. Okay. Dope. So you moved to Atlanta at the age of seven, right? Um, you know, had you been into music yet? Or are you into music since you moved to Atlanta? Like, what you know, where does music come into play? Well, for me, I feel like music honestly has been part of my life since I was born. Like if you believe in destiny or not, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes life leads you or the universe or God, whatever your perspective is on the whole situation. It's like life leads you towards a certain direction. And I feel like that direction, you know, obviously you can do anything you set your mind to, but there's a certain thing you're going to master and be great at. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I feel like, that was music. Like, my mom would show me pictures to this day, like, of me when I was three, just picking up a toy guitar and playing and singing and looking at people at the TV, mimicking them and just <laughs> doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, it was something I always aspired to do. You know, I always took that and was like, yo, like, that's cool. Like, sound and instruments and, you know. So, so what's the first instrument you picked up? Well, the toy guitar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Second instrument. He, he quit right after that. <laughs> no, but see, funny thing is the first instrument I ever took lessons for and tried to learn, my mom was like, you should learn the violin. And I'm like eight years old. And I'm like, ah, I mean, that's, you know, you're eight and you're like looking at stuff and you just like G.I. Joe's and stuff that's very loud. So I'm just like. The violin, like, ah. It was too elegant for yeah, you? Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> ah, it was kind of corny, but I'm an eight-year-old, so what the hell do I know? You know what I'm saying? Mm. But now I'm like, damn, I wish. I wish I took Yeah, violin. I took that. I took those lessons because right now I'd be going crazy with that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't learn the violin, unfortunately. Instead of cast on the mic, you'd be cast on the on violin. The violin <laughs> right. you know, playing some crazy orchestra band on... Yeah, like that's that's in another timeline, but we'll, we'll get. It. But um, the first instrument, <laughs> the first instrument I picked up was the drums. Fellow drummer, yes, love to hear it. I mean, with hair like that, I would peg oh, yeah. you as a drummer versus a viol- violinist, 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 violinist. Yeah. violinist. Okay, a crazy violin look, but yeah, uh, um. Violinist look, but yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I picked up the drums. I would say when I was nine, my mom got me the first uh, drum kit. Did she get earplugs? <laughs> no, not yet. Actually, did she hate you? Did she beat? <laughs> did the beat neighbors you call? At, yeah. Eventually, they realized that was too much, so they got me the electric drum set. I used God, to- shout out to the electric drum kit inventor. Oh man, that guy! What an innovator he is. He's like oh. probably a millionaire. He he's, was probably one of those parents that was tired of the shit. He was like, mm. "You're right. Most good ideas come from a pain point that you've experienced I on your own." This yeah. Shit out. My kid is pissing me off with those drums. I got to find something. <laughs> No, yeah, so eventually she got me the, uh, I got the electric drum kit, and I just connected that shit and played that, And but hey, it still did the job, still got the practice. So you know so did saying? you join a band? I mean, what what, what was the drum kit, you know, what, what was it leading towards? Why, why did you play drums? Like, you know, did you join so a band? Or? at the time, um, well, I still, I still, um, 
still believe in God and all the church stuff. But at the time, I was raised in church, and we would go to church constantly and stuff. So um, I wanted to learn the the drums to become part of the band at okay. church, you know? So I, I picked up the drum lessons. When I was nine and I first learned it, I never took initiative. But around the time where I was 12, I, I went to these drum classes and picked up this just a simple pattern, just boom, boom, boom. And it took me, I remember it took me like an hour to get that shit in the, in the drum lessons. And then that was like a Friday. And then that Sunday I went to church and I, after the service, I would just go to the drum set while, when everything was done and I would just go take that practice and just boom, you know, get better at it. And then at the time there was a youth band being created at the church. So I was like, all right, let's, let's see if, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's see, maybe I could become a part of this. You know what I'm saying? I never, I never thought nothing of it. And then I'm here playing the drums and the youth band leaders like, yo, you play the drums? You want to join? You're like, hell yeah, I play the drums. And it's like, yeah, at that point, it's like 50% of me was like, hell yeah. And then 50% of me is like, yo, you just learned this like fucking pattern. Like, do you Mm -hmm. play the drums? But it's like that moment I, I took it and I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it, let's go. You know, like, let's make this happen. And I'm glad I took that step because that made me a very dope musician. Mm, you have just activated one more, t- one more, t- one a more new feature one we have t- on one the One More Time, time oh, podcast. Yeah. Take that chance, people. Tell them again. If you never take that chance, you never know who you're going to become. My, my 12-year-old self was there, and, and I didn't even know a simple drum pattern. And I said yes, and I became a very dope musician. So it's like, take them chances when they're given to you, because that, that don't come that often. Opportunity does not always knock. Exactly. So, so, so do you still play instruments today? Or, or oh, like yeah. What? Oh, yeah. I won't say. Um, right now, actually, I'm getting back to my roots and okay. playing it consistently. I just got a piano. I just got um, Garage Band, and I'm I'm touching into my roots, okay. and I'm trying to get my uh, another electric drum kit. Look at mm. that. that okay. But yeah, yeah bring, bring full, that to full the studio, studio yeah. sometime. Oh yeah. yeah. We're definitely gonna get that gonna shit. Hook going. That guy up, put an eight oh eight. Exactly. Trig- go crazy. Have a trigger an eight oh eight. But yeah, I'm definitely tapping into my roots. I won't say that I've been constantly playing how I should have, but I feel like playing instruments is like riding a bike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can't ride a, you don't no, ride I, a bike. I actually I, I played saxophone growing up. And I mean Henry That's knows awesome. I've I brought it to the studio before and I clearly don't have the chops I used to, right? But you, I can still exactly. pick it up and like it's muscle memory. And right? if you like practice to some for, degree, for you, some time, yeah. you'll get, you'll yeah. be there. Like I, give me I an wish, hour. Yeah. I wish that I, you know, put more time into it for sure. Cause it's just so fun to, and it's just creative, right? I mean, I, I'm assuming it helps with your artistry in general, of right? Course, like, of course, even if you just dabble back into that, you know, music, you know, musicianship, if you will, like actually playing instruments, I feel like that's a really solid way to open up like creative doors, right? Exactly. Yeah, and it gives me that core foundation of like being, like how do I say this? Like understanding that music is more than one person or more than one sound. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's, it's collaborative. Like, exactly, it's like we can do so much individually, but what we can do together is way bigger. That's what paints the bigger picture. Mm, yeah, that is one a, more t- that one, is a moment. One, 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 when we drop one, gems on the one, one more time one, podcast, one, 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 we have them say it one more time. Let so, them know for the people in the back. Yeah, should we have a tally? About how many one more times we dropped throughout an episode and <laughs> have an see award who gets shit. the most one more time gems. Hey man, I'm dropping gems tonight, so y'all better be ready. You're yeah. off to a hot start for episode one. <laughs> yeah, the, the bar will be set very set high. high. Yeah. yeah, sir. It's so high give that to me right now. One, one more time. One more time. Talking about high shit. 
<laughs> so hit the blunt first and then give that, that last gem to them one more time. So before I spark this up, people, if you never if you never take that chance and you know, never take that opportunity and break out of that zone, it's never gonna happen. So take that chance, take that leap, make that shit thrive, people, because you got it inside of you. And if you need a team to do it and if you gotta get collaborative, take it. Because you can do great things yourself. But together, you'll take over the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It takes it takes multiple. You know why? Why do you think a puzzle comes with a whole bunch of different pieces? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. One piece is dope, but you put all them together, you get the whole picture. Rappers have the best analogies. <laughs> yeah, not. And I think that you know, building a team is always an interesting topic, right? Amongst artists, because. The creative space, it's not so simple, I would say, to build the right team because creativity is so personal and vulnerable, right? So being able to align yourself with someone that can fuel that, right? And also add value. I mean, that's tough, right? It's of not course. a straight, it's not a, a typical business where can this guy help me sell more product and help me cut my costs? And, you know, like, is he a, a business partner, right? Like it's, it's part business. Don't get me wrong. Like, we're all in this to, to live as well. But yeah, it's, it's that relationship that helps 100%. fuel the, the creativity that inevitably is what you're trying to do. Right. I mean, your, 100%. your product is creativity. I mean, that's what the business that you're in. Exactly. So that's, right. that's interesting. Um, so you were exposed to music. Played some instruments, right? You still are dabbling there, but but where did you know you consider yourself a hip hop artist and a rapper first oh, yeah, and foremost? So once sure. again, I, I know you make other types of music. You have influences from other genres and and you know uh, cultures, if you will. But where did rap? Where did hip hop come into play? I mean, how did you? So was it New York? Was it when you were here in Atlanta? I mean, what around the time I was probably like 10, 11 years old. Um, I grew up with my bro in church. His name's Junior. Like I would, I'll tell people. Shout like, out Junior. Yeah, shout out my bro Junior. Um, he's like I would say I'll tell people he's my cousin. We're not blood, but it's like our relationship is like you know people say blood's thicker than water. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you know water keeps you alive. You feel me? So mm. it's like a lot of times. Mm. <laughs> so, one more, one, one, one more time. So God, like, God, on fire. <laughs> Calm yeah. down with the gyms. Real shit though. Like without water, we would all be dead. It's just as important as oxygen. So it's like a lot of times you got to find that middle line between all those relationships you have. And I, I would say my bro Junior is like fam to me. You know what I'm saying? So coming to you, answering your question about the whole hip hop and where to come, like. Me and him, um, he was always like a hip-hop head. He was a big Lil Wayne, Tupac, Biggie fan. So mm -hmm. around the time I was 11, he was probably like 13, 14. He, he was one of the first people before the YouTube thing was big that would always go on YouTube and just search him. <laughs> Yo, look at this. Like, observe, like, different perspectives of how people do shit and all this. So it's like, you know, me being a person... You know, and I was I was young at the time, but music always intrigued me. So me being a person that's like loving music and then I'm learning about the rap game and people rapping and on beats and how that can affect you if you relate to it. And you know what I'm saying? It's not and I'm young at that time. It's not that I went through a whole bunch of shit and I'm like, oh yeah, I feel that Tupac. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was there. <laughs> you know, but it's like it's still like made me feel good. Like it inspired me to do something. So it's like that process is was 
took me from just like a musician to wanting to, wanting to become an artist. You know, like speak. And like, how old were you at this time? I was eleven. I was oh, eleven. Shit. At okay. The time. So you know what I'm saying? Not young. Exactly. Like it just. I knew even at that age. Like yo, if I do this, and regardless, like if people listen to me or not, um, I fucking I could I could speak to people and people are gonna listen and want to fucking you know be a part of whatever I'm doing. Was Jr. a rapper? Oh yeah, yeah. He was definitely a rapper. <laughs> He's gonna hate this if I say it, but he went by the name of Lil Mex. Lil Mex. Yeah. Is he of Mexican descent? Yeah, he's a Mexican descent. He's the first Lil Mex. He's he was Cap G before Cap G was started. Oh wow. Uh, I'll say that right now. Okay. Like, I was on a, the record. I was a witness to that. Okay. You know, and uh, I wouldn't just say that to say that, you feel me? Yeah. But so, yeah, no, so no. make sure to pass the blunt to our studio guest, our uh, uh audience member. <laughs> Quinta quote. <laughs> Yeah. He's in eyeing it like it's a like it's a trophy. Um, <laughs> shout out Q in the building. Appreciate Hell you, yeah. man. Um, so, so Lomex and Cats on the mic at the time. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, Cats on the mic wasn't even thought of. Yeah, that's funny. so. So, what mm. was your? Did you have an artist name, or were you just kind of vibing with what Lomex was doing? Like, what was your deal? So, my name is Christopher, right? But they they call me Chris. Okay. Well, I would say people call me Chris. At that time, so I was like, and and Hurricane Chris was popping at that time. The mm. hey baby, Shout out Hurricane hey, Chris, baby. Hey, yeah, baby. of course. I like, was literally like, what song did he do again? Yeah, so, thank, thank you for refreshing. Yeah, my like memory. that that shit was going crazy at that time, and I was like, damn, like I wish I had the fucking name Hurricane Chris. Like, what can we great value that name? <laughs> Wait, like, what can we come up with that? The spinoff, and we we thought of Weatherman C. <laughs> Weatherman Weather C was my first rap name. You know, I think this is the first time I ever, <laughs> I ever got it okay. With. But yeah, Weatherman C, man, that shit's kind of hard. I, I, I kind of like it now. I should make it an alter ego, like that shit with the rap names. Now it's like fuck it should it. definitely be an AKA. I mean, that's <laughs> for sure. It sounds like a, a character. Hell yeah, in a story. Yeah. So on that. yeah. So Weatherman C. Mm-hmm. Did you start making music with Lil Mex? Like, what what were you doing? Like, were you writing? Yeah, were you I, recording? Actually, Did you even know how to record? The I mean, first what? the first hook I ever made, we were in the mall. I was walk I was walking with Junior Lil Mex at the time. Yeah, I like calling him. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah, go with that. Yeah. I was like, I like Lil Mex more than Junior. <laughs> so Sorry, we, Junior, we were walking with I was walking with Mex at the time, and I'm I'm telling him I was like, yo, I thought of this crazy hook. And he's like, nah, bro, we got a lot of music. And I'm like, no, listen to this. And it, it was Bubba Bubba Benjamins. I got the Benjamins, Bubba Bubba Benjamins. I ain't never touch a 20. And he was like, oh! like oh! <laughs> and mind you, I'm, I'm 12 years old at this time. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, shit. Okay, fuck all that other stuff we got. Let's go record that. You know what I'm saying? And we we went and recorded that track, and then we're like, "This is dope." But like you went to a real studio. No, 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 like, no. <laughs> you know, when you you're say right. record, it's like you're, you're, right, you're yeah. eleven. They're no, still sorry, children. You're, you're twelve. Yeah. <laughs> no, he actually had a friend that had this dope, like little. He probably had like a a computer mic. You know what I'm saying? And he connected it to some software he had, and no. I, yeah, and he had a little booth. We went in. He played the beat, and we recorded that shit. Just like that. I never recorded like in my life nothing. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't say that's the first like legit track we made. 
when I was um when I was around when we were yeah I was around. Do you like have a 12. copy of this uh, of this record? Can we get an exclusive? Yeah. No, not this is one. This, is this anywhere on SoundCloud? MySpace. <laughs> I wish. I wish none of that. None of that was even popping at the time. That's was crazy. Then the the next song we made was called "Look at What You Do to Me," and no, I'm not shitting you. It took us a week to write in his wow. room. We were there for a week. Writing this like girl Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber came out type track. You Very know different how you would make a track today. Exactly, exactly. Having been in several sessions, like yeah, thinking but, like but I that's would, also a that's up for debate, right? Of like how long should a song take? That's to very write? true. It's kind of just going with the times. Everything I think is happening faster, quicker these days. That's it's very true. Instant true. gratification. You got to make more beats. Producers have to make more beats. Artists yeah, I have mean, to make more songs. Definitely a week writing a song in this day and age. I'm not saying it. You know. It happens, right? But I would say people would be shocked that that is, you know. I think there's value in timeline, right? You know, I think there's value in getting good at knocking out quick vibes, but also taking some time to master. I remember I was watching a Big Sean interview and he's like, yeah, man, I had this song from like 2011 and I just dropped it in my album in 2016. Like I was just working on it from then to there. So it's like, and then again, there's other people like, Yo, I made this song here in 30 seconds. And yeah. now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So it also depends on the vibe. But I would say at that time, we weren't into like the song creating process. So we were so like, how do we make this catchy? How would this work? You know? And at the and for even me being 12 and him being 14, like we were like really thinking, how can this pop? And at that time, 106 in Park was the big thing. And they were having like artists come in every Friday to show out their performance and the winning artist would get like a shot of a label uh, deal or some shit like Mm -hmm. that. So we were like, yo, if we make this catchy girl song and we go on 106 in Park, we could fucking win and, you know, make some shit happen. You know what I'm saying? But taking opportunities. Yeah. And and so you and, you know, you and Max, you and Junior Uh, are writing songs together. You're recording some together. Like, did you know that you wanted to be an artist? Like, did you always have that in you? Did he inspire you to be an artist? Like, were your parents supportive about you being an artist? Or did they, like, you know? No, what's funny is, How did your artistry actually, like, start? He he was in the whole rap thing, and I was like, I'm I'm younger, so of course I'm gonna be like, well, fuck it, I wanna do the whole rap thing, you know what I'm saying? And I always love music, so it's like, fuck it, like, why not, you know? So um, we made this, we made this song, and what's funny is, we bought like 20 CDs and just put one song on all 20 CDs. Got mm. CDs. <laughs> Remember those days? Ooh. Like another time. Discs. For real. That's that's how long it makes me feel. I don't old. think I've seen a CD or held a CD in about that's you know, years. So I had a session about a month ago and the guy wanted me to mix his record and he had the track outs. He had the stems on a CD. And <laughs> somehow I actually have still a little peripheral thing that plugs into my laptop. That's why Henry takes that a CD. He's like, I yeah, got that. Or, or sure he just enough. has old ass clients. So like, <laughs> he was not of the younger generation. <laughs> Hey, we'll say that. Yeah, gets I'm sure done. some of the artists that come through this studio <laughs> would not even know what they're looking at with For a sure. CD. I mean, quite literally. For sure. They, they don't they don't know DVDs. They don't, they don't know CDs. They don't know physical What is hey, a product, what are, what are right? physical things? At yeah. a point, that's phone. what was running everything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But God, I remember being like the coolest kid in your group of friends. If you had a CD burner and there was like some CD burners that were yeah. better than others, right? Like they could do... 
more or I don't even remember, right? But having it was like, that and having gum, you were the most popular kid. <laughs> if you had a CD burner and gum, <laughs> you was popping. You was popping. Yeah, now it's like if you have weed and booze or something, <laughs> yeah, right? or a Ferrari, you're yeah. the most popular kid. Yeah. Or a yacht. Yeah. Simpler times, man. So, Simpler times. So Weatherman C, then Cass on the mic. Oh or? no, 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 not not even close. We're not there I, yet. I wish. So. Pump when, the brakes, pump the brakes. <laughs> when I was at Weatherman C and we created Look at What You Do to Me, I didn't I didn't say that's the first song legit after Bubba Bubba Benjamins. <laughs> was that what it was called? No, no, Benjamins was the first Benjamins. one I was telling okay. y'all. <laughs> I know, but I didn't know. we but didn't really That's finish. a crucial part of it, is yeah, the Bubba Bubba. <laughs> it was at all a. Uh, I'm thinking of the title BBBBB Benjamins. <laughs> at the time, it sounded like a hit. Soldier Boy was popping, like, it was, you know what I'm saying? I could see that in that area. We should have went with it. But yeah, after Look at What You Do to Me, that was the song, the girl song we wanted to put on 106 in Park and shit. But it was it was time, time had passed before we really put out another song because, you know, I was young. I didn't know really if I wanted to go with this making music stuff or being an artist, you know what I'm saying? But around the age of 16, I was still rapping. So I was like, Weatherman C is kind of corny. Like this was the time where... Like the J. Coles and the Kendricks and, you know, Kanye was doing the 808 and Heartbreak. So it's like hip hop was on this like lyrical and like very vibey tone. And I didn't feel like a person like a name like Weatherman C. Didn't fit in the landscape. Fit in the, exactly. So I was like, okay, like what other, what other name can I develop or to become, you know, a dope, a just a dope artist name. And the name Casanova always like resonated with me, and I and not because I was like this pimp or this player when I was sixteen. It was just the name, the name itself. Because Casanova, there's obviously story behind the person, but the name itself always resonated with me. It's and elegant, it, exactly. It's elegant as fuck, and it went with my name, Chris Christopher. So I was like Chris mm. Casanova. I was like, that's dope. Like that, that'll work. You know what I'm saying? Chris Casanova. Yeah, like we'll go with that. And that was my second artist name. Chris Casanova, I probably had that, that is name. smooth. Yeah, it, it it did work. The only I still like Weatherman C personally. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. kind of with you on that one, but yeah. Now yeah, I, I gotta say, honestly, Weatherman C is a motherfucking hit. Like I might create like an alter ego yeah. or some shit. Yo, I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, I, I manage Henry, right? I, I work with Henry on the regular. I'm trying to remember his first name. H. I know that was before have. Henry with a three. I know you had to have a name before Henry with. Yeah, I had a, Before the E was took, I had a name yeah. for about a for about a year. I would say maybe a year and a half. Um, have y'all seen the movie Holes? Oh yeah, of course. Classic. And read the book. I read the book first. The book's really good too. Fucking classic. I was. I think Mr. it was Sher. one of those where I didn't read the book and I only watched the movie. I Regardless, hate those people. Read the book. <laughs> I hate those people. But I think I'm that guy with this. Either way, you remember Mister Sir? Of course. Yes. So I was producing under the name Mister Sir. I had the tag was John Voight's actual voice from the movie saying. My name is Mr. Sir. Sir. <laughs> That's hard. It was a cool tag. I'm not like, gonna lie, but it was kind of it was kind of goofy, you know. And I I always I think goofy. But is you're part kinda of my goofy, brand yeah. for sure. And like, that's I'm not exactly to how I that. felt about with the weatherman thing. Yeah, we might have to do a duo tape with our like other artists. God. Weatherman <laughs> C produced by Mr. Sir. <laughs> Shit, we could. That's just that's just got a ring to it. It does. It does. We can think of a whole concept behind that thing. I can only I can only imagine the records that would be made under right? that, under those monikers. Not even talking about the videos. Oh yeah. my gosh. So so Chris Casanova, 
And then you stuck with that for what you said a year, year, two I would years. say a year and a half. Okay. And then um I'm very I'm like a going back to the whole cousin like my cousin Junior. God, junior back, is a big part of your story. Shout so. out Junior one more time. Yeah, that's 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 love. One that's my time. brother. You know what I'm saying? Like he really showed me the whole like yo perspective of like formula. You know what I'm saying? Like every artist had a formula. Every artist did a niche. Every artist, you know, like, look at what they're doing. And like I said, before the whole YouTube thing, like, going on YouTube to see what the fuck is popping and this and that, he was one of the first people I ever saw, like, yo, shit, YouTube could teach you a lot of shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's all you need to learn I'm anything. definitely a student of YouTube University. Real I'm shit. pretty sure I learned how to, well, we'll see how this goes, but I think I learned how to set up this podcast, of course, via YouTube University. Great Henry, job, I know, is not only a teacher on youtube university hey, shout out shit. his youtube channel but hey. um, but he he definitely has learned i mean countless things from youtube so oh yeah how to yeah <laughs> do anything yeah exactly so so junior was doing that and then you know how did you come up with cast on the mic so when i was doing research i always became this person of like going on the web seeing who's coming up who's next i'm like let me do some research on if there's any other Chris Casanova. Like, if you're an artist or a creative or you're trying to start a business, you got to see if a name's available or you got to see if one you know more what I'm time. saying. One more <laughs> time. You have activated. One more time. Yeah, one like gem drop, repeat. If signal. you're doing anything, like, you got to do your research on that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, when they say, like, the lack of learning or the lack of discipline in something, like, will make you succeed or fail, that's some real ass shit. It's like, going to be very hard to succeed if your rap name is John. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of Johns, and the only one I recognize is Cena. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out John Cena, man. That's, that's a childhood hero growing up, man. <laughs> shout out John Cena. And he's about to be in the next Fast and the Furious. I'm Yo, excited. random story. John, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Random, <laughs> random story. Don't mean to interject, but lived in an apartment complex. The guy with the uh, poolside apartment. Right. So one of the apartments whose balconies was facing the pool, he had a giant wooden cutout of John Cena on his balcony. Awesome. So John Cena wow. was always overlooking awesome. our pool sessions and shit. It's like you couldn't even see and him. It, it was like a legendary thing, though. So much <laughs> like so, a handcrafted wooden yes, sculpture. Yes. No, wow. not that intense. Calm down. But that would but, um, awesome. but 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 what's still. but what's so great is the apartment complex has pictures on their website of like, you know, Rent here. Come sign a They're lease. They're using it for and advertisement. A, no, they didn't mean to, I don't think. But it's literally in the web or on the website. That's there's the picture wow. of John Cena because they they <laughs> had to get they had to get pool pictures right for you the new for that type of promotion. And, and they, they know it's there. <laughs> they know, like, they yeah, know what John Cena is big. So, Put him in there. Yeah. Enough about John Cena. <laughs> okay. So so cast on the mic. Yeah. Okay, so I was doing my research, right? And yeah. I was like, damn, there's... I, I ran into an artist named Chris Casanova. And at the time, he already had like 20,000 followers. Like, he was doing stuff. So I was like, damn, I guess... I mean, I can't compete with this guy, you know? I'm like 17. I'm like, fuck it. Like, I got to change my name. What do I change my name to? And... um. Shout out my cousin Junior again. Who was Junior. The, God bless. I, re Junior. I remember... And in the intro of every song, at the time I was recording with my boy Zayno Carr. Right now he's a part of I Love Friday. They're very dope artists too. Like they got some dope shit going on. Um, we were making music, and when every time I would record a track, I would be like, "Yo, it's Cass on the mic," 
but just saying it as like an intro, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, just be like, okay. you know, cut. It was your ad lib. Exactly. It was like it an ad lib. Like, like, I would just be like, it's Cass on the mic. And so he was like, yo, you say that before every track. Why don't you go by the name of Cass on the mic? And the exactly Twilight moment, like, bing, genius. Light went off. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do that. <laughs> and then we got it and we put it together. And you know, perfect time to say this to the audience and people that don't know me. It's not cash on the mic, cash on on the mic. It's cash on the mic. I know it's different. One words, word, but we mashed it up into one word. But you have the capitals. Exactly the capitals. It's to, very obvious which it, word is which. Exactly. People are just dumb. I guess. You know, it is. It is what it is. That's, a, that's part a, of the process a topic for up. a different discussion, Henry. <laughs> we'll leave that. One. We'll table that. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna need way more than the allotted time that we have for, for this. For real, for real. <laughs> But yeah, and then cast on the mic since then it's stuck. Now we're here, you know what I'm saying? Okay, and so, you know, you've mentioned not only Lil Max as a collaborator, but I Love Friday, right? So I love the collaborative nature of music. I think you even talked about it before, right? Like, how do you find collaborators? Like, what do you love about collaborating in general, right? Like, you know, music in my mind is definitely a team sport, right? Um, not only from the creative side, but... No artist makes it to any successful part of their career by themselves, right? So that's hands hands down, I think, a fact, right? So activated one one more time. One more time. Say that. No one, you know, you know, creatively or from a business perspective, makes it on their own in the music industry. I mean, and and that and that's pretty much across the board to all industries. That's what I was about to say. In general, I think anything uh, requires a team effort. Sure, takes a village. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, one person is highlighted. Sure. But behind that one person yeah. was a good team, a good yep. foundation. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If you want to do anything in life, you need to have a great foundation. Yep. Because so, if your foundation is not fucking solid, your building is going to fucking collapse, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Big gem. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong sound effect. Not um, to me. So, <laughs> I know what I'm doing with so, my hype squad over here. <laughs> so how do you choose collaborators? Right? Like, like what, what makes a good collaborator for you? See, like me, because I know you have a few regulars. We got one in the building here. Actually, we got two in the building here. We got Henry here, oh, yeah. who I know you guys have worked together. Oh, we'll, you yeah. know, we'll get into that in a minute. Yes, sir. Um, you know, we got Quentin Quo. Shout out Q. He's Shout in the building. And so, so you know, not how do you pick collaborators, right? But in essence, how do you pick collaborators, right? Like, See, like what do you look for? You know, what what makes a good uh, teammate? I guess that's in the music actually space? a great question, man. And I'm glad you asked me that because. I'm not just like a person that you hit me up online like, yo, I love your style. Like, let's work. Like, I'm a person that... Shout if, out to all those people hitting people up. Saying, yeah, I mean, that's work. DM that's, me, let's yeah. work. But it's like me, I'm like a person like, all right, if I do want to work with you, I want to create a personal relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I feel like that's what takes the song from, oh, I have a verse and you put a verse to like a genuine... Like, yo, we made this together. So mm-hmm. it, so it's more so that, like, you do have to personally connect with the person. Of course. So, it, I mean, to some degree, you have to like the person. Yes, yes, 100%. They could be the most talented musician in the world but or the most talented artist, yes. producer, what have you. Vibe. But if you don't, do you, do you feel the same way? I mean. Yeah. And to me, I think it's very important that you be open to everything initially and just tr- and just collaborating with as many people as possible. So I think you'll find out pretty quick if it's not working. Of course. And there's no real 
hurt in that. And you might find something that you didn't expect to work is your best stuff. Real shit. You know? So Real shit. being open to collaborating with even people you, that aren't in your genre or people you wouldn't expect. And that's one thing I'm always about. Like, not saying that I'm not going to collaborate with people that hit me up. Like, yo, send me a verse. It's more like if they hit me up and saying that, I'm like, okay, I'll pull up to you or you'll pull up to me. It's not like I'm willing to work with you, but it's like I want to build that relationship too. Like, like you don't want it to be transactional. Exactly. Yeah. In nature, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. like, here's this beat. Here's this verse. I do this. You do that. Right? Exactly. And I'm not like, saying it can't work that way. Yeah, I mean, right? I'm pretty like, sure a lot of hits are done that way. That's just like the way I like working okay. into collaborating things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, perfect example of Q. Like, the first time we met, we made a tape in a week. Like, a whole tape. Jeez, a whole tape? A whole seven song tape. Do it's we have called, access to those it's songs? It's on SoundCloud right now. Exclusive SoundCloud drop. It's called <laughs> Casting Call. You know what I'm saying? Casting it, call. Yeah, and it, and it, it represents, Sounds like you a know, different language. I'm it, not going to lie. Yeah, it's like cast as the casting and call with the Q as Q. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so yeah, yeah. the whole tape represents the nature of all the different styles that we have. And this is, mind you, the first time we ever met each other. You know what I'm saying? We made this happen. So it's like, it shows that when you find a genuine relationship and a genuine connection with anybody. Q's crying in the corner, by the way. <laughs> he's loving this. No, no, he's he's just shed a tear at least. <laughs> no, at but least that's one. that's real shit though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, no, for sure. It goes to show like what you can create with somebody if you genuinely connect. And, and when was that? Because you guys are still rocking, you know, rocking with each that other, was obviously, probably like today. 2016. Okay. So we're, this, we're, five, we're five years deep. Five years deep. Mm. Right. I told Q in 16, just give me some 16s. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell Speaking yeah. of 16s. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, <laughs> you know, that's... I think you know where I'm going. Yeah, I know where you're going. That, that's a perfect segue, I guess. So, you and Q recently collaborated with our guy Henry here. Oh, man. We got a record called 16 Shots. 16 with um, a blinky. Yep, yep. So, first, I, I don't even know if I know the specific story. How did you meet Henry? Oh, man. So, in, what was it? I would like to say 2019, uh, my boy Colgate. He shout like, out Colgate. Yeah, yeah, shout out Colgate, man. Another great artist, another great friend, man. He's family. Um, he, like, Nick Furied a group of, like, Atlanta mm. artists. I'm not going to lie. He came to me after his show and I met him. He's like, yo, I'm trying to start a team of the greatest <laughs> artists. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I came in, Henry. <laughs> hey, real shit. So it's an epic moment. I was like, all right. So um, we started this whole thing called the Collective, and we linked okay. up. And in the Collective, I met a dope artist called Trader Plug. Man. Shout out Trader. Shout Plug. out Trader Plug, man. He's a very dope artist, and and just a good individual. Yeah, and just a great person. Great person. Man. I love him. Yeah, kind of goes back to what you said as far as. Genuinely connecting with someone exactly, on, a, on a personal exactly. level. Exactly. So. Like, it's not only business. Like, I genuinely fuck with you. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So, Trey would always mention, like, yo, y'all got to meet my boy Henry. Like, he's dope. He got a studio. And he's like, I recorded this Henry. with him. <laughs> so, I was like, hell yeah. And one day he booked a session and yeah. it was here. And he's like, yo, you and Q got to pull up just to meet H. And, you know, we would record some shit and we pulled up. It was it was just amazing energy from the minute from they the walked in the door. Like I, I walked in, we met H. I was like, I was like, yo, can we smoke weed in here? He's like, hell yeah. I was, like, I was sold that. Much. And that's all it needed. <laughs> that's all it needed sold. to be. 
I was like, we're making hits in this month. You can roll up in here, so. Are, are there a All lot of worries. studios that do not allow smoking? Or honestly, not I was really. saying, yeah, I was like, something, yeah, and I mean, not saying that. That's a we make hits anywhere, right? But it's just like it's it's a bonus, man. A lot of you know, a lot of things that succeed have bonuses. So Henry, you know your value proposition now is. Providing an environment that's that's all I'm actually friendly. good for. Yeah, I'm not like even a good engineer producer. Yeah, seriously. So, <laughs> but you can smoke. A so blunt. y'all y'all met two years ago. Um, had you done records before Sixteen Shots, or is this your first time yeah. actually collaborating? No, the, the day we pulled up with Trey, we made a song called "I Saw My Body" that hasn't came out yet. That is. Two years ago, yeah. still hasn't come out. Do, yeah. do we need to release that soon? Oh, or? it's that's definitely on the coming. docket. Okay, yeah. it, that that's how saucy it is, and how much sauce we got in the back burner. That that don't even touch the surface, you know. Okay. There's a little vault building up. Oh for yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, so so you have this one in the in the uh, in the bank in in the vault, and we got it. Yeah, we sixteen we, shots is actually the latest. Latest, song yeah, made. yeah, exactly. Like it happened like that. It was it was one of those moments me and Q had pulled up and um we always love having those moments where we don't plan anything, you know what I'm saying? Zero we, prep. No, it's just like to test your ability, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you're tested the most in that moment, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it Pressure's shows on. the true nature of an individual in that moment, it sharpens character even if you fail or succeed. If you tried, Yo, that that build character, that build yeah. initiative, that made you see. But that brings up an interesting point because I think that creativity and the business of creativity is one of the only ones where you can do that. Like every other industry in my mind, like if I showed up to a meeting in a different industry, right, and I'm just like, you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna wing it today, right? Like <laughs> the result is probably not going to be great. But yeah. creativity. I feel you on yeah. that. I think you're right that some of the best product, if you will, music can be made with that lack of preparation. And you know what's a with great just ex- genuinely finding inspiration you know, in the moment, right? You know what movie it doesn't translate very well to other fields. Yes. I would say, no, right? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you guys agree? I completely agree. You yeah. know what movie showed me like, uh, like just do it and fuck it moment? Nike. This, no, this is one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Forrest Gump. Shout wow. out Tom Hanks. Like, I love Forrest Gump. No, that's a great like, one. Shout yeah. out Forrest. And I don't know if y'all remember that scene when he's like running and all the people are behind him and the dude with the course, t-shirts. Of course. It's like, yeah. yo, I got this t-shirt and nobody's fucking with it, this and that. And Forrest is like, just give it to me. And he puts his face and it's a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> like, And then the smiley face ended up being one of the biggest things that ever sold. Like, yeah. that scene alone showed a big, like, fucking moment. Like, the dude that sold shirts... Never would have thought that running to Forrest and him putting like his, you know what I'm saying? Even though his real face wouldn't put a smiley face, the symbology behind the whole scene is like, yo, just like, fuck it. Like one situation can lead you to another. Just go do it. You don't fucking know. The fuck it moment. Yeah. Like really. That's a gem. One one, one, one more time. That that shit. And that's why I love that movie. Like that movie highlights a lot of like, genuine topics and like it could show oh, you yeah. you know nothing for something just be yourself <laughs> and you know highlight that humility inside people you know what i'm saying just be humble you feel sure me? so your bio says the rosetta stone of music oh 
shit. What does that mean? Mm. Oh. <laughs> so, because of course I, I have a opinion on it, but uh, <laughs> but no, I, I'm curious what you know what inspired that kind of like moniker or you know whatever that is d- description of you. I mean, so I'm I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna take it back a little bit. So when I changed my name to Cast on the Mic, I mean, even before that, I was always like a very like hip hop head, like rap bars for bars, you know, fucking Eminem shit, you know, over the top shit. I always thought that was what hip hop, you know, and it, it technical kind of yeah, in a way it is, but it's like uh, art could be expressed in any way, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So. Out of years of making music, I'm like, yo, I'm fucking Hispanic. Like, I'm, you know, I'm Colombian. I got that culture in me. I, I grew up listening to salsa, bachata. Like, I might not can't dance like that, but for, <laughs> for sure I fucking, you know, some sauce got to be inside this motherfucking blood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, fuck it. Like, let me try to make some Spanish shit or some Spanglish shit. Like, some shit right in between and... My bro, 2401, shout out 2401. Shout Bates, out 2401. Man. Very, very dope producer, very talented. Um, One day he he hit me up and he's like, yo, um, I have this dope, like, Spanish, like, guitar beat. Like, come through, let's see what we make with it. And I pulled up to his crib and he played the beat. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that <laughs> shit is saucy. I was like, okay. Stink face. Yeah, like that ass. Like, you know when you That's put how the stink face. It's, yeah, it's Stink fire. face or bust. Exactly. So. Or if the reaction is like. <laughs> exactly. So he played that shit. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And let me mix both genres. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me merge the best of both worlds. Because. Every every coin got two sides to it, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like nobody has really successfully found that medium. You know what I'm saying? Like, the closest person was probably Cardi B, and she still needed, like, artists like J Balvin and Bad Bunny to hop in a song to make it reach that international level. So it's like, what if I'm a mixture of all three of those artists in one person? You're kind of perfectly split, so exactly like the American I, people can kind of learn something about the Latin culture, and the Latin people can kind of catch on to some American English you, things. And you hit the nail on the head, H. I was, I was really like, yeah, I was like, okay, let's make this first song and let's name it, let's name it Spanglish. You know what I'm saying? So when I created the hook, I made a Spanish hook and I made an English hook, and the uh, and both hooks were the same exact thing. So uh, mm. uh, English, uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, a listener that only spoke English would understand it. But when they heard the Spanish part, they're subconsciously learning a language without even knowing. Both sides are learning. So to answer Ben's question, that's <laughs> how I'm the Rosetta Stone of music. I like it. I like it. <laughs> they ain't ready for that. So Great answer. So I know that... Previously, your bio mentioned, you know, actor oh, in it. Man. So, you know, do you do you currently act? Have you been in school plays, movies, TV shows? I mean, or, or is acting like a aspiration of yours where you want to oh, be yeah. an actor? Like, tell us about like how does that actually play I mean, into your your plan here? Acting and music are like yin yin and yang in my life. Okay. Like both of those things are very, very like dope to me. Like I see musicians and I'm like, wow, you can, 
take this sound and make it a body of work and inspire people. Mm. And then I see actors and I'm like, yo, you could be this one person and then see this role and embody it and kill it like if that was you. You know what I'm saying? So who's your favorite actor? Oh, man. That's 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 a list. I, I love Will Smith. I love Tom Hanks, of course. I mentioned Forrest Gump. Didn't Will shout, Smith, shout out to didn't Will Smith, Smith uh, play a part in our uh, on the intro to 16 yeah. Shots? You know what I'm saying? Like, Please that, don't sue us. So, so was that Cass's idea, or did it just somehow magically... No, that's what's crazy. H just put that on there. I'm like, I fucking love Will Smith. So I, we don't I, get sued. I thought I was just mixing the record, and uh, you know, I kind of blacked out. And by the time I was done with it, Will Smith was in the intro. <laughs> She's great. Shout She's out, great. Big Willie. So Big we Willie love style. you, man. We know you understand. Like you inspired us to put that in there. I don't Hell think, yeah, you spoke you know, some real truth. We don't have to get lawyers involved yeah. in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what's up next for you? Do you have any? Upcoming releases you want to shout out? Anything you want to, you know, make sure the people are aware of, of kind of what you're up to coming up? Um, we got actually a new track coming out that we recorded back when we were doing collective stuff that we about to drop called um, Party Next Door. Okay. Produced by Mad Soul, a very dope producer. Shout, shout out Mad Soul. Um, and me, Quinn Quo, and Kogay are in that shit, and it's about to go crazy, man. That shit's like... The next summer vibe. Now that everything is opening back up, you know what I'm saying? Like party next door. The party's next door. You yeah, know, right there. You We're mingling now. We're yes. back to mingling. Exactly. Walking around the neighborhood, real popping shit. in parties next door. Real, yeah, that's some real ass shit. Everybody stream party next door on 420. Yeah, I mean, by I feel like by the time this come out, it'll, it'll probably be, be there. Right. So stream that. Stream shit. it right stream now. Stream that shit right now. Yeah. Good shit. And so I think that we've come to. An interesting part of the episode that we're going to uh, try out here and in our inaugural episode of the One More Time Music Podcast. Oh, boy. Something that uh, Henry wanted to uh, include as part of our kind of typical format. So So, uh, the working title is the Rapid Fire Rampage. And when you hear the sound, you know it's time for the Rapid Fire Rampage. I it's, love moments uh, like these. It's going to be kind of like a rapid fire. I'm going to ask. It's split in two halves. The first half, I'm going to ask you some quick questions. Give me quick answers. The less you think, the better. Let's do it. It should be very natural. The second half, I'm going to say one word, and you give me one word back. The first one off the top of your head. Let's do it. So, give me one project, mixtape, EP, or album in your top five of all time. J. Cole, Friday Night Lights. Give me a nickname that most people wouldn't know. Tito. That's what my mom calls me. Dito. Dito. What's your favorite ad lib? Yurt, yurt. <laughs> favorite dessert? That's between ice cream and cheesecake. <laughs> so either or. <laughs> Both fantastic choices. I'm not mad at that one at all. <laughs> favorite part of a beat? The intro. If you don't got a good intro, you won't never reel me in. Even if the beat is fire. That's really cool because I was thinking like it would be like a part of the beat, but he like the bass. He literally just took it more of like a a space. This is going fantastic already. (laughs) Give us one of the dumbest things you ever did. Blacking out in Athens in my Sriracha suit. Wow. (laughs) See, when he started that, I was like, okay, we've all blacked out in Athens. If if you're from Atlanta or have lived in Atlanta, you've been to Athens, Georgia. Athens has beat (laughs) your ass and you've 
done some blackout shit. A lot of yeah. blackouts in that. But I don't think that many people have done it in a sriracha suit. <laughs> the sriracha suit. Yeah, that, that takes you, that over takes the you to another level. Okay, let's go on the flip side. Let's do it. One of the best decisions you ever made. Pursuing my dream and being an artist. Love that, man. Love that. Tell, give it to him one, one more, more mother. One, 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 one of the one best decisions I've ever made is pursuing my dreams and doing what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? And I suggest you do the same thing. I love it. Give us one entry on your bucket list. <sighs> that was my feature with Michael Jackson, but we all know what happened with that. <laughs> Maybe a posthumous. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna cost a lot, but but um, you know, I just want to do this music stuff and inspire people to be the best version of themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. It's usually like skydiving or you know, yeah, go like to thing. go to Machu Picchu in Peru. <laughs> it's like a harder to prove. But no, I think that actually, entry, but it's it's nice. <laughs> no, and I think that really like speaks volumes about cats. His right? character, I mean, right? It does. Like, who says that on their bucket list? I mean, right. that's incredible, yeah. right? Like you really do. And that's the energy you give off. I mean, you really challenge me to be the best version of myself. I mean, Henry loves working with you because of that same reason, right? Like wholeheartedly. Yeah. So anyways, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt the first half no, of the I, rampage. That's some real shit though. Hell yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad y'all feel that way too, my brothers. Onto the second half of rampage. This is going to be a one word association. So just give me one word back. Let's do it. The less you think, the better. Here we go. Thinking cap. Off. Exactly. Removed. <laughs> Here we go. Music. Artist. Money. Bank account. Children. Don't have them yet. <laughs> <laughs> he said fuck the one word answers. <laughs> uh, bass. Guitar. Sleep. None. <laughs> Taco. Eat. Kanye. The best. <laughs> what a rampage. Yes, sir. Wow. Shout out Cass on the mic. We appreciate you coming on. This has been an amazing start to yes, hopefully sir. an amazing wow. journey for the One More Time Music Podcast. For everyone out there streaming, watching, listening, please like, please subscribe, please follow us on wherever it is that you're listening to this episode. This will be the first of a weekly series called the yes, One More sir. Time Music Podcast. We're going to have interesting guests like Cass on the mic every week. So tune in. Appreciate you guys listening. And until then, we are out. Tap in, bitch.